Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Five players from Canada's 2018 World Junior Hockey Team are facing sexual assault charges, but so far it appears as if only one player has surrendered to police. Uh, Alex Formanton, who plays internationally, surrendered to police uh, in London, Ontario on Sunday. His lawyer confirmed that uh, he has been charged in connection with the case and said the player would plead not guilty. Uh, through their own legal representatives, the four other players say they also intend to uh, plead not guilty. The accused players have all been allowed to go on uh, indefinitely from their pro clubs. Now, the alleged group sexual assault of a woman uh, occurred following a Hockey Canada gala where the players were honoured for their victory at that uh, year's World Junior Tournament. Mackenzie Gray, who was a reporter with Global National, looked at this story uh, just the other day. Take a listen to his report. The identities of the former Canadian World Junior Hockey team members said to be involved in an alleged group sexual assault of a 23-year-old back in 2018 are now public. Legal counsel for four NHLers, including star Philadelphia Flyers goalie Carter Hart, Mike McLeod and Cal Foote of the New Jersey Devils, and Calgary Flames forward Dylan Dubay have confirmed the former World Junior team members have been charged with sexual assault by London, Ontario police. Now, uh, Carter Hart's lawyer tweeted out that he is innocent and will provide a full response to this false allegation in the proper form, a court of law. Foote's lawyer also maintained that his client is innocent of the charge and will fight to clear his name. A similar sentiment shared by separate statements for counsel for McLeod and Dubé as well, saying they deny any criminal wrongdoing, will defend themselves in court, and will be pleading not guilty. Now, their former World Junior teammate and former Ottawa Senator Alex Formanton surrendered to police in London, Ontario on Sunday. His lawyer confirmed he's been charged in relation with the alleged group sexual assault, but stated Alex will vigorously defend his innocence and ask people not to rush to judgment without hearing all the evidence. Now, the Globe and Mail previously reported five players from the 2018 World Junior Team have been told to surrender to police in London to face sexual assault charges. All five of these players took leave of absences from their professional teams recently, with the Calgary Flames saying that Dubé left the club to deal with, quote, his mental health. Now, so far, Donna, London police have not commented on the potential charges, but they have said they're planning to address the case in a press conference on February 5th. That was Global National's Mackenzie Gray reporting. Now, it's important to note that none of the allegations have been proven in court, uh, but since 1989, Hockey Canada has paid out $7.6 million in several sexual assault-related settlements, and some of the claimants involved in the settlements were bound by non-disclosure agreements. In the wake of the Hockey Canada scandal, some advocates are calling for the use of non-disclosure agreements, or NDAs, to be banned or restricted in settlement uh, agreements in cases involving abuse. Joining me now to talk about uh, NDAs and in cases of abuse is Julie McFarlane. She's a distinguished law professor at the University of Windsor and co-founder of the Can't Buy My Silence campaign for change in the law on the misuse of NDAs. Uh, Ms. McFarlane, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jazz, for having me. Uh, why do you think it's taken this long to have this conversation? About NDAs? Yes, or NDAs, NDAs and particularly around abuse. Well, it's it's a fair, that's a really very good question. Um, I think the reason is that this has crept 
very slowly and and but but very steadily into legal practice. So, just to give you an idea of where did NDAs come from, because I do think this is often useful looking at how something has evolved, where it started. NDAs were invented by the tech industry, basically, in Silicon Valley in the 1970s, because judges didn't like giving what was then called restraint of trade orders to prohibit their employees from moving on to other competitors. And if something wasn't protected by intellectual property, but it was, you know, a development in progress, they obviously didn't want an employee going to another competitor and spilling the beans. Mm. So that was why they came up with the idea of, of contractual obligations, which is what an NDA is, which was forever. These are indefinite forever obligations, and that's very important to understand. And then just gradually... And we don't know enough yet. We don't have enough data yet um, to know exactly when. But gradually, these have become a default in every other kind of civil settlement. So we're seeing consumer disputes that are settled with an NDA. We're seeing construction disputes, financial services disputes. Um, I, I even heard from somebody whose child had been injured by a shark at a resort and they were asked to sign an NDA in order to receive a settlement. And yes, very much in the case of sexual abuse and sexual assault. Hmm. They are now the norm. So uh, in this case, what your organization and, and the cause that you're talking about here, uh, they just want to make sure that you're not against NDAs, but certainly into the case of abuse, uh, they should be banned. Exactly. It's actually very important to get this point across. We're not arguing with the original purpose of NDAs. They served, you know, a legitimate trade commercial purpose. But if you start using them to cover up, and the things we're focusing on, particularly in the legislation we're proposing, are sexual misconduct, harassment, and discrimination, um, because they are used a lot in workplaces where people complain about any of those things, and then they are let go, but only if they will sign an NDA. Mm. So that means effectively that the person who has you know, done whatever it was that was being complained about, sexual harassment, racial discrimination, is now able to pass to another workplace with nothing on their record, nothing that shows that this was behavior that has been investigated and found to have happened because the victim um, has agreed that there will be no disclosure of any kind. And I should add that they do that usually under pressure. If you want this money, you have to sign an NDA. So in the case of this investigation to Hockey Canada, it's a criminal investigation. Uh, but as I was saying, Hockey Canada has paid out $7.6 in several sexual assault-related right. settlements, and some of those claimants involved in the settlements were bound by uh, NDAs. If the police wanted those individuals who have signed those NDAs to testify, they would still be compelled to testify because it's a criminal investigation, and that is still considered that the NDA is a, is a civil agreement. That doesn't override... Uh, anything in regards to police saying you got to testify yes. or prosecutors saying so? You're, you are absolutely correct. Um, no NDA can prevent somebody either reporting to the police or testifying about the matter in court. But the problem is this, that people who have signed NDAs and who very often don't realize until after the event, because it's obviously a very stressful time for them, that they have in fact signed an obligation to speak to nobody about what happened. They don't necessarily know about enough about the legal system to understand that this doesn't prohibit them from going to police. That is just as you say, 
it's not a matter of using this to then, you know, bar their access to criminal complaints. And, you know, part of the, part of what I feel was so, so wrong about what happened in the Hockey Canada case was that the police could have investigated this properly in the first place. But instead, they did what so often happens, which is they allowed the organization to take it back again. And then they did make a settlement in 2022. But they initially, it's been lifted, they initially imposed an NDA. So there's a way in which the criminal justice system is maybe unintentionally facilitating the civil resolution of matters that then have the victims silenced. Uh, is there any jurisdiction in this country right now that that, that is working towards uh, uh, eliminating these NDAs in the case of of, uh, of abuse? Yes, so, yes. In fact, we have one province that has already passed what we call our model bill, which we first developed in the Republic of Ireland, um, and that is Prince Edward Island. Um, and you know, it was it's a very interesting story because it's a very small place. Mm-hmm. There was very widespread knowledge of a particular highly placed individual who committed multiple acts of sexual harassment against women and had NDA'd them all. And that propelled a kind of public disgust about it. And that legislation was passed in 2022. There's similar legislation now pending um, due to come back for debate in Nova Scotia, British Columbia, Ontario, and most recently Saskatchewan. So this is an ongoing issue, not only in BC, but other jurisdictions uh, in the US and, and, and exactly. as you're mentioning Ireland as well. So that's a good thing. Yes, yes. And Australia. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. So uh, do you think there's uh, we can go further even uh, with perhaps not banning, but reducing the use of NDAs, even in the context of business or in civil disputes as well? Do you think they've just it's just the practice has gotten out of hand because sometimes it may even uh, hinder uh, whistleblowers who are acting in good faith and saying oh, the right yes. thing? Yes, that's quite correct. Well, I mean, I would ideally, myself and my partner in the campaign, Zelda Perkins, um, who was the first woman to break her Harvey Weinstein uh, NDA, we would both like to see NDAs banned also in cases of civil, uh, sorry, commercial consumer disputes, financial disputes. It shouldn't be necessary if the bank takes money from you um, illegally to sign a non-disclosure agreement to get your money back, you know? Mm-hmm. So there are many other ways in which I think NDAs have permeated. But the first step um, is to try to do something about this in cases of abuse. And, you know, we do work with the profession, with the legal profession and with businesses and with universities to try to move them to a place that they will voluntarily pledge that they will not use NDAs in the future. And that's very uh, that's been very important. And, and we've had a lot of support, especially from universities, um, but also from some businesses in that respect. But I think legislation is how you will actually change the practice. And it will also mean that the public will be more knowledgeable, hopefully, as a result about the fact they do not need to sign an NDA in order to get settlement. Ms. McFarland, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate uh, your time and enjoy the conversation. Thank you, Jax.